Hey, what's going on, everybody? Tavares here. And Safa. Yeah, so we're back with another podcast. Um, we were trying to drop this yesterday, but, you know, life gets busy. So such is life. We're here now. We want to talk to you guys about some practical boundaries that you can implement in your relationship. I know in our previous podcast, we mentioned, you know, very briefly on the subject, and we just trying to, we're just trying to get into a little bit more detail. Um, but first and foremost, I will say, that every boundary that works for us may not be the boundary that you have to implement. You know, so we all are different. Everybody has different types of triggers. You know, so what what matters most is you're doing something that honors God. You're not trying to be like the Grays. You're not trying to keep up with the Joneses or do what anyone else is doing. You just implement what works for you and what helps you live a God-honoring life. So um, we thought we'd you know, discuss some boundaries we tried to keep. Um, when we were dating back in 2016, we had like a little outline. We shared a note and we'd write it and then we'll we'll say, all right, this is what we're going to do or not going to do. And then we just try to follow it to the best of our ability. And I'll let Safa dive into a couple of those <laughs> to start us off. Um, hmm. Which one should I dive into? All right. Um, well, as far as communication, uh, some boundaries we put in place was that we would talk daily unless it was uh, because school or work kept us busy the entire day. Um, even then, notice should be given in advance of not being able to talk. And I think one reason. Hold that thought, not to cut you off. So these boundaries were also our list said boundaries and expectations. So mm-hmm. if you're wondering, what do you mean by we were talking? Yeah, that's that's the reason why it was just something we we're saying. We we're going to make sure that we we're doing. So right. as you were saying, so um, there, sometimes some people message us on Golly Dating and they ask, you know, questions like, you know, maybe they're talking to someone and they haven't heard from this person, you know, in the last couple of days. What should they do? What, what should they do? And even when they reach out, the person's like, well, I'm busy, you know. Um, and um, the person feels like maybe this person doesn't care about them or whatever the case, so they reach out to us to find out what do we think about it. And the reason why we put these boundaries in place for ourselves is because, yes, life gets busy and stuff like that, but um, you have to um, communicate, right, in right. spite of, especially if you are in a serious relationship. Definitely. And so if we get too busy, one of us should let the other one know that, um, you know, hey, I'm a little busy today, just hope you have a great day. That's all, you, you will make it a priority, even if you don't yeah. have time so that was kind of like where we were going with um this uh, expectation um that we put in place um and regarding communication as well we made sure that we we wrote it down we won't argue to the point where we're yelling or being rude to one another so if we're being too emotional to talk we'll continue later and that's something that we're still working on to this day right now you know safa is a right. person that if she's upset uh, well, obviously, she can talk more about it, but she'll she'll kind of suppress it. She'll keep quiet just so she makes sure she doesn't lash out because I'm the type of person I don't think twice and I lash out very easily. So it's something I'm working on trying to have self-control. And she's also God working on her. So she's able to speak out because it's a two sided coin. One person may be too boisterous. Another person may be too passive. But God is not calling us to be passive. Right. Being a Christian doesn't mean you have to be passive. So that was um, what we had regards to communication. Um, we'll jump into what we had regarding flirting. Yep. Um, so we said there's nothing wrong if we aren't causing. There's nothing wrong with flirting as long as we're not causing each other to sin or desire sex prematurely. And we also wrote down kissing shouldn't lead to sexual touching. 
because the relationship shouldn't be physical. So I believe a lot of people always question what's technically allowed um, in regards to flirting. And I won't say what specific, you know, a shorty bed, you know what I mean? But and you start complimenting her body and, you know, you start getting it. I'm not going to say what you can say, what you won't say, you know, because I didn't have all answers. So I'm not going to pretend I did. But it's a matter of using using proper judgment, using discernment in those cases, because a compliment may go from, you know, oh, he's so sweet. She's so kind to wow, like that just set the mood for something that you weren't really, you really ready for, right. you know? So, and we also wrote down with the kissing because some people, they ask us all the time, is kissing a sin? And kissing could not be a sin if married people have to kiss. So it's a matter of when should you be allowed or when is the right time? We kissed before we were married. I'm not going to say I regret kissing my wife before we were married. I don't believe it caused us to sin, but I will say I regret times when we did kiss and then it was like, okay, we didn't make sure that we were going to stop at just kissing, you know, because kissing can escalate very quickly. Absolutely. So it's a matter of just making sure that, you know, I'm not saying a peck on a ki- peck on the cheek is, is holy, you know what I mean? But it's a matter of just knowing what's going to lead you to do more. Exactly. A guy at my church used to joke saying kissing was upward actions with downward intentions. <laughs> I, I never heard someone say that foolish just before. <laughs> Every time he said it, it had to be weak because I know what was going through my head sometimes after a kiss. Um, so if you want to go into FaceTimes? Um, yeah, oh. uh, for FaceTime, I definitely think uh, boundaries should be put in place for FaceTime. Um, we had pray for one another when we FaceTime until we are going to bed. Um, and not just talk, because it's so easy to get caught up in the lovey-dovey aspect of, you know, getting to know each other and, you know, um, being a new a new couple as far as dating is concerned. But right. remember that you want to establish a prayer life with this person. If you're going to, I think it's important to establish it before marriage. Definitely. I really do, because you need percent. to know if this is someone who really cares and um, is concerned about not mm-hmm. just having a prayer life uh, and relationship with God for themselves, but together, right? And so we put that in place and just go over Bible verses and things every so often um, with each other. If we had any questions, um, just kind of do a little, I guess, a, like a Bible study, if that. If you have, if we have any questions or we want to talk about anything, we knew that that was something we could do with each other. Um, okay, now it gets deep. This is the Woo. boundaries part. <laughs> um, so this one part we, we had written down, um, and it's just a matter of us. I know most of y'all are holier than us, you know, who cares? You know, I'm not here to judge. But one thing we literally had to write down was not to get dressed or undressed in front of one another or not to be trying to take showers on FaceTime or just, you know, you know, those subtle things where it's, oh, I'm going to hop in a shower. But you don't have to get off the phone. I got, I'll just I'll just put the phone I'll right just, here. I'll set the I'm phone right down. here, you know, at the perfect um, angle, you know, where you see stuff hanging or stuff perky or whatever the case is. We had to legit tell ourselves that because it's so easy for us to look like we're going to get married soon. And, you, and you need to know what you're and, working with. And it wasn't with. even just that. For me, it was, okay, so I went to Vars and I first started talking. Um, I was in college. I was um, living in, not a dorm, but I was living in an apartment-style community close to my college. And um, as far as, you know, the undressing and dressing in front of each other, um, not that, you know, uh, we would get completely naked or anything like that, but let's say, you know, I'm going to bed and I'm just in a tank top or whatever, and I didn't think anything of it. Um, in my mind, this don't, this shouldn't affect anyone in any way as far as making, you know, you feel a certain way. It's just a tank top. It's not that serious. But for someone who is a when you're attracted to someone, something that seems so innocent and so um, 
that you fire start burning, y'all. <laughs> it, it it can turn into something that you had absolutely no idea I'm telling um, you. that it would turn into. So just being mindful of the person that you are with and not causing them to sin, right? Because you care about them and you want them to live a holy life. So yeah. even that, even the simple things, you know, um, just try to be mindful and just um, not do it. You know, set those boundaries so that... You know, if the, you know that person is a person who is turned on by sight or whatever the case may be, um, try to, um, you know, set those boundaries in place. Um, the last thing we had on that list was just in regards to our spiritual life, something that we're still, um, you know, needing to work on now. It was just every week or biweekly, we'll fast at least one one day in that week. Um, we try to send each other Bible verses um, to encourage one another. And try to be open about our struggles um, so we can pray for one another, whether, whether that was pornography, whether that was masturbation, whether that was anything that was just causing me to sin. Because it's so easy to be so sexually attracted to them that you're, you're not going to be honest with them when they did something, said something, wore something that caused you to stumble because you enjoy it. You know, you liked it. You know, you like how it made you feel. And it's so hard to 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 be willing to, you know to die to that desire, that fleshly desire and then while you're still single, you know, so it's a matter of trying to set those, you know, spiritual boundaries so we will let one another know, hey, you know, please don't don't touch me there. Don't don't whatever, just don't do it. You know, right. it's a matter of letting letting each other know, just being open and being vulnerable about the the issues and insecurities we have so we are able to strengthen one another spiritually. Right. And um another thing we do not have on our list, uh, but I do think is a good a good one is like um more so physical contact when you're with each other. All right, um, so Safa's getting ahead of the podcast. I was going to say that. I know he's going to mention Safa's getting way ahead of the podcast, y'all, <laughs> so y'all got to stay tuned, all right? That was just what we wrote down. It was just a quick list that we had to write up immediately because we realized, all right, we can get too far. Let's set some goals right now. So stay tuned. We're about to get into the podcast now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, so our first point, well, all right, so we wrote down a few points because we want to make sure that even though we may not say something that works for everyone, these are some basic, you know, some basic boundaries that you should implement in your relationship. Um, number one, I would say is avoid being alone in compromising situations. I say that because I believe that it's hard for people, it's hard for couples to, to realize when they're in certain situations because people often realize they're about to make a decision they'll regret when it's too late. You know, they they often realize, oh man, we're about to have sex before marriage when they're already naked. You know, you didn't realize that with the pictures. You didn't realize that with the messages. You didn't realize that, you know, all the times leading up to it. You know, so it's a matter of avoid being in those type of situations where it'll cause you to stumble because if you, if you don't put yourself there, it's harder to make that mistake. And it's not a matter of, you know, we can simply just avoid temptation. Temptation will, will arise no matter the type of 
um, place we may find ourselves in. But if we continue to place ourselves where we can um, have sex or we keep placing ourselves, you know, in front of screens and TV shows, uh, things with pornography, then we're going to desire it, you know. But if you don't put yourself in that type of situation, then it's easier for you to avoid it. The Bible says avoid the very appearance of evil. Right. You know, so if you avoid the appearance of it, as chances are, then you won't be as susceptible to it, you know. So I believe the biggest thing is to avoid that. Um, something I learned many years ago is that we don't lose our way in the act. We lose our way leading up to it because Jesus said that it wasn't a matter of who committed adultery you know, in their bodies. He said it was a matter of who committed the adultery in their heart. That's where it really started. Jesus is trying to get to our hearts, you know, so if we're only trying to to avoid the act, but we're entertaining sin in our hearts, or we're entertaining lust in our hearts, or we're entertaining whatever the case may be in our hearts, then God is still seeing it, and God is still trying to get that part, work on that part inside of us. Right. Um, I... Man, Safa just drew a blank. <laughs> I did. I really just drew a blank. Um, no, but um, but for the most part, that's really what we were saying on our first point. Um, Proverbs 3 and 7, I'm going to read that from the King James Version. It says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. That's Proverbs 3 and 7. And the reason why I think that verse is so powerful is because he's literally saying, Don't think you're smarter than you are. You know, it's so many of us, we, we told a line. And we think we're better. We think we we won't we won't fall. We think that it's impossible for us to make a mistake. When in reality, that's pride talking, and pride will be your downfall. You know, anyone mm-hmm. is anyone can fall, and none of us are perfect. We all need grace. We all need God's strength. You know, in order to live above sin. So my thing is, we have to be. We don't have to be wise in our own eyes. We should fear God, which is reverencing God, listening to God, obeying God, and in obeying God, it causes us to depart from evil. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a matter of bringing back that reverence for God, because I believe the church has lost reverence for God. But when you start to fear God, then you'll be able to say, oh, no, this is definitely a place I may fall in. So let me get myself out of that situation. Right. Um, uh, boundary number two is uh, be careful of physical contact. And uh, now physical contact isn't a bad thing. And physical contact can also be different for uh for different people and let me explain that because uh, some some physical contact just across the board should not be should not happen definitely um some people are are not necessarily turned on only by sight um but by touch yeah um so you just need to be careful if you know you know um a person like you know touching their their shoulder as crazy as that sound or you know touching their arm or even even just their their chin like you know caressing their chin or something like that will lead them to feel a certain type of way and could cause you guys to go further don't do it put a boundary down to avoid that type of touch whatever it is if if you touch um their their waist or you know whatever the case is um just make sure you avoid it so that that doesn't lead to something else yeah and 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 just to go along with what Safa is saying we're not trying to tell people holding hands is a sin you know what i mean we're not trying right. to we're not trying to just say xyz is a sin unless the bible says so we're not trying to put our boundaries on you as biblical rules. What we're saying is if holding hands is causing you to want to have sex in that moment, you need to know, let go of that hand. Don't be, don't 
don't don't fool yourself. You know, the Bible says, can a man hold fire in his bosom and not be burned? No, if, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned, you know. So it's a matter of, if you feel that something is inside of you causing you, you know, to desire more or a certain touch or a certain thing or they put their hand in a certain place, you know, because if, you, if you're comfortable with his hand on your lower back and you never say anything and he lowers it a little bit more. His maybe maybe he wasn't even thinking sex. He just wanted to, he just wanted to take a fill of your butt. You know what I mean? Let's just be let's just be real right now. But my thing is, if you don't stop it right there, then a physical contact will turn into something bigger. You know, so it's a matter of let's be just being realistic because no one gets married, honeymoon, sex, and they, they get it over with. No, it's the foreplay. It's, sex is all about what leads up to it. It's a gradual process, and sex doesn't just happen. When people say, "I didn't mean to," I didn't mean to have sex. It was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. You didn't like fall out of a tree and fell into them. No, like it, it's something that leads up into it. And you know, if we're not careful of physical contact, then we'll realize that we're getting too far if we're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, First Corinthians ten twenty three. I read it from the New Living Translation. It says, "You say I am allowed to do anything." but not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. You know, so that's our way of telling you exactly what Paul is um, letting the church in Corinth know. You can you can tell us, yeah, I'm allowed to do that. Oh, the Bible doesn't say I can't do it. Yes, you definitely are 1000% allowed to do whatever you may choose that is okay with you. The Bible doesn't say so, but the stuff you're doing, is it beneficial? Is it helping your walk with God? You may say, oh, I'm allowed to hold hands. Yes, go ahead and hold hands. But if holding those hands is causing you to walk out of God's way into sexual desires and sexual lusts and sexual passions, then maybe that's not the best decision for you to do. Mm-hmm. Our third point we want to get into was spiritual leadership, um, having spiritual leaders that will help you. And you might say, well, how is that a boundary? I believe spiritual leadership isn't there to stop us from getting married. Good leadership is trying to stop us from marrying the wrong person. Everything in the Bible isn't always black and white. You know, there's always going to be some gray areas if, you know, that's what you want to call it. But leadership is there to help us navigate those unknown areas. You know, there's been plenty of times when I've had to speak with spiritual leadership regarding things in my life. You know, so I don't know how many of you may have a couple you can learn lean on, you know, for advice or guidance or prayer, but I believe we all should pray for some, you know, that's some where we definitely thank God for the, you know, the Christian couples that are in our life. And I pray we get some more that are like older so they can be mentors, you know, because sometimes you don't want to ask, you know, your pastor, sometimes you don't want to ask your parents, but those are definitely people we can lean on. And when I, when I say, you know, people to lean on, I'm not talking about social media influencers that post, you know, these cute captions and the nice memes. And you may say, well, that's y'all godly day. Yes, that, that may be us. But we, I, I believe that spiritual leadership needs to be someone you can easily access. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not easy for you all to just message us and we respond back within seconds. But maybe God has placed an older couple that's in your church or in your community or whoever that's been married 30 years yeah. and you're able to lean on them. You're able to, how did, because for one, we're going on year three. My parents um, just hit year 30, and I believe Safa's parents are a little over 30. They're like 31 they years are, or so. No, they're 29. Oh, almost see? 30. So her parents are almost 30 as well. So who am I to say I want to get advice from the cute social media caption instead of listening to somebody who's done it for 30 years? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a matter of going to people that encourage you, when you know, help you both when you're growing, people that will tell you when you're wrong. 
you know, so I want to get into this quick story. I know I'm talking a lot, but there was a lady at my church growing up. She was nice, you know, so real nice. So please don't don't take anything, you know what I'm saying, the wrong way. But you didn't want to you didn't want her to know when you were doing wrong. I don't know. I don't know why God was revealing all our business to her. But, you know, sometimes God, God just has to do that. So I remember one day in our prayer meeting, there were so many youth there. And it's like God was telling her everything that was happening. And, you know, she got up and she started saying some stuff that we thought we hid from the church. She was like, if you're kissing up, you're messing up. And, you know, all of us are looking, you know, looking at each other, you know, because we're out here living sort of reckless, you know, <laughs> so we're just awkwardly staring at each other. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not a matter of saying kissing is a sin, but it was a matter of she knew people were doing more than kissing. She knew people's relationships were unequally yoked. She knew whatever it was, she was aware. And I'm a witness because I was one of those youth that was living recklessly. And there was another time in that prayer group where she got up and, you know, it was one of those scenarios again. And maybe you all may say, oh, no, she just knew whatever. And you you guys can be skeptical, skeptical all you want. But, you know, she got up and it was she was saying something like some of you are sending sexual pictures around and it isn't pleasing God. And obviously I'm just looking like, oh, boy, here we go again. You know, Mm -hmm. she was just like he sent this and this is standing up in the picture and she's sending this. And and I was just looking like, um, this is prayer meeting like this just got super awkward, you know, because if you don't know what's going on, then it's just a matter of this doesn't apply to me. But it turns out there there was actually a couple that were in there that were, you know, fornicating. They ended up having a baby. Um, they ended up not getting married. They ended up breaking up. And now that was another scenario that could have been avoided if you would have just took heed to spiritual leadership that was trying to warn you. You know, so most of my mistakes. Oh, go ahead. I I wanted to say one thing, and this is not to say, you know, I didn't feel as though in the description Tavares is talking about this lady was, you know, placed in his life or in the church to bash any any particular individual. I really do feel as though sometimes God places um, people in our lives um, so that, you know, he can catch our attention um, and let us know that it's not necessarily that these people knew anything specific about us. Like they yeah. found anything out on their yeah. own, but he revealed this to them. And, you know, maybe they don't know exactly who it is, but they know that in a group of people, you know, God has told them to speak this truth. And yeah. if you know you specifically, if this is for you, then you need to change your lifestyle. And I mean, I feel as though some people read that as, you know, I'm not coming back to church because these people are bashing me and stuff like that. But I really feel like it's God behind um, exactly. that and it has nothing to do with bashing. Yeah. And, and, and not to cut you off, soft, but those people are still in church today. They just aren't together. And a lot of times people assume that because we're having sex together, we're going to stay together. And that's a myth in the church. But the reason why I brought that up was because it's a perfect example. I've heard my pastor say, God only caused the prophets really to speak when the church wasn't listening. Because if you were to listen to God's commands all of those times, right. God wouldn't have to send such a strong warning or send something that are so drastic, you know, or something so right. devastating for like, you to listen. And not to cut you off, babe, but I feel like another, t- uh, that's like what he said, I feel like all, all the, uh, many times when things like this happen where people get up in a group of people and, you know, um, God, you know, thus saith the Lord um, to, you know, a certain individual. You were warned before. Exactly. You had, God showed you if, little, if, little if, warnings. If God wasn't showing you, you should have been reading your Bible where it said, do not. <laughs> you there, know were I mean? there, there were signs. There were signs and you did not take heed. And so 
this was the approach that God probably had to take to get your attention so that you would change your lifestyle. And I know many of you may not go to churches that you see spiritual gifts in operation, like, because that's really what that is. You know, somebody get a word of knowledge or whatever. God just revealed something to them that they didn't know. And that's a spiritual gift. And people may say, well, I don't believe it, whatever. I've had this scenario like that where I went to the altar. You know, there was a guy praying for something. And then immediately when I went to pray for him, I laid my hands on him and I immediately saw some pornographic images come across my head. And I was thinking, God, do I need to repent? Because I wasn't even watching this stuff, you know, and and it was so scary to me because it was just like, God, what what are you trying to say? And I felt God telling me that's what he's struggling with. And he's not going to get what he's at this altar for until he lets go of his pornography. So I was looking like, okay, well. I don't hear God speak to me clearly, so this is going to be an awkward situation. So I stopped praying for the guy, and when service was over, I found him, and I pulled him to the side, and I was like, hey, let's say his name was Joe. I was like, yo, Joe, um, can I talk to you? And then he was just like, yeah, what's going on? And I was like, hey, hey bro, I just want you to know that when I, when I came to you at the altar, you know, something weird just happened. I just wanted to know, are you struggling with pornography? And like he paused and he was just like, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, it's been it's been a, it's been a big battle for him, you know. And it's a matter of I was like, it's crazy because God would show that to me, because honestly, I thought it was just some random freak accident. Why that came across my head. But when when after he told me about his struggles, I said, I'll be praying for you. But I want you to know God is not going to give you what you're at the altar call praying for until you let go of this pornography. Until now, I don't know if he repented. I don't know if he got what he needed. But I just want you all to know that God will place people in your life to help you because sometimes we will be disobedient, we'll be rebellious, but God will send a good a good leader that'll help you out of that. Or a lot of times your relationship may be going south, but God will send a godly person to help you out of that. You know, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So I just want you all to know that don't think spiritual leadership is there for you to you have to you have to run everything by them because a lot of people may listen to this podcast and if i'm not if i'm not you know explain it properly they may get the the illusion that i'm telling them that they have to listen to obedient um listen to you know leaders and pastors and preachers and all the stuff that are controlling and manipulative. That's not what I'm saying. That lady at my church only had the ability to say such strong warnings like that because she always says such loving things. She only said it because she built relationships with you. And if you only have leaders that correct you when you're wrong, you'll never listen to them when they're right. You know what I mean? So if if I'm not encouraging you like, hey, man, I'm proud of you, then you're not going to listen to me when I said, hey, I'm disappointed in how you acted such and such a way. You know, so it's important to to pray for God to send you leaders, you know, that you'll be able to trust and that'll be able to help guide you on your walk with truth. Right. Um, boundary number four, don't rush to post them. Oh, come hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So I'll repeat that, please, because I don't Do know if not people heard you. rush to post them. Lord have mercy. Um, that, when Tavares and I were dating, was a big one for me. Um, to be honest, I don't, I did not post Tavares um, it, it Listen, months went by. I'm telling all you. All I got was a birthday post, I think, y'all. Yeah, and that and it was, was a generic. <laughs> a generic post. It was just like, post. happy birthday to Proud of this sailor. He's deployed. Y'all pray for him. Yeah, no Man, one really, no one what? knew. No one knew that we were, you know, we were talking. No one knew that we were dating. Um, 
in the first couple months that we started dating and the reason why i chose to do it this way is just out of wisdom right because yeah. i was getting to know him and i didn't want any strain on my relationship i didn't want any um outside or people who don't know us or not even people who do know us i don't want people to be in our relationship and have any say so and um you know just all this talk around while i'm trying to get to know him i just need to try to get him to know him on my own terms and the only person the only people i felt like i needed to consult at the time was god and my leadership if 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 that you know like i wanted to make sure this was somebody i could even actually see myself with before i bring him into the lives of my parents or into the lives of you know my friends even through social media so what you're saying is you think people should speak with leadership before like confirming their relationship is what um i do think that's a good idea um but to be honest i don't i didn't i didn't do it that way like i had already was it because you didn't want to or was it because you didn't really have that relationship yeah i felt as though i didn't really have that relationship okay. with my leadership at the time um granted i was in college so technically i guess i was going to two different churches i had my home church that i grew up at which was in a whole nother city and yeah. then i had moved away for college and then right, of course right. i was going to an, a great church there and you know i spoke to my leadership there my leadership at the church that i was going to while i was in college knew um and um you know i had gotten guidance and and uh advice about pursuing a relationship with you um prior to us becoming serious yeah so and, and i, I actually spoke with her pastor where she grew up prior to um being engaged. yes prior to being engaged so it wasn't so, that we kept him out yeah of the we loop. didn't keep him out of the loop um it's just that i had moved away from home and yes this was my actual actual pastor like my longtime pastor um home church pastor but i wasn't even living down there and we didn't really speak that often and so i kind of consulted the leadership where i was attending um at the time um so yeah um it wasn't a big secret to to you know leadership um but um i i did wait we did wait until we were serious and we knew that this was something we wanted to pursue yeah um before we told my my um my home church pastor he's an older guy and so i wanted to make sure i came correct (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to bring any i didn't want to bring no foolishness to him that's how i felt about it really this this was the first guy i'd ever brought to him or i was ever going to bring to him and i wanted to make sure this was worth it (laughs) so yeah so i got to know Tavares on my own and i I, you know of course i had a checklist you know and then this is not you know i felt like i had non-negotiable standard checklist you know he had to be a man of god my mom always told me if you if you marry a guy that loves god more than he loves you then you will never have to worry right because they're always gonna they're always gonna work to Appreciate please god that, hey, mama so 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 that was a big thing for me um the fact that Tavares was driven and he wanted to um pursue ministry ministry or just pursue his relationship with christ in general he was really um passionate about the things of god that was another one um and i just knew that he was going to take care of me <laughs> so so <laughs> once i had once i saw and i knew all these things in my mind i felt like these were this was a good foundation right to begin a uh a long-term relationship you know i spoke to Tavares about it and of course we brought it to um um not only our parents but also our leadership that we grew up with so yeah so it's crazy because when we we decided we're going to give it a try it was right before deployment so Tafa was like we'll just kind of have to wait it out type of thing i did post her before the deployment and my cousin She's probably like 18, 19 at the time. And she's like, um, why'd you post on your page? And I was like, 
yeah, we're talking now. Like, we're, we're going to be official soon. And she was like, well, you're not on her page. And I was like, um, okay, that's because just because she's private. She was like, well, if you're not on her page, you need to take her off yours. And, <laughs> and I'm looking like, um, little girl, if you don't get out my face. But I realized after she was exactly right, because it wasn't a matter of, you know, we're not going to be serious if we're not posting each other, but you don't want to be that guy that's rushing and posting someone. They're not posting anything about you. And then you end up looking like a fool because they never took you serious in the first place. And my cousin didn't want to see me putting myself out there to get my feelings hurt, right. you know? So obviously our scenario was a little different. Yeah. You know, it was just a matter of deployment that we didn't need all people in our business when we could barely even communicate with right. ourselves. Exactly. You know? I was, I wasn't hearing from him. I would hear. Man, hear. it was rough. It was, it was, a. we were dating and we're, he we're went, probably going to have to talk about long distance one day, yeah. but we definitely long struggled distance, with that. Yep. So it's, that's the reason why we never really rushed to say so much about right. that area. Right. But yeah, I, I, I definitely feel as though posting uh, prematurely um, can also not only make you look crazy or make you look foolish when things end and you don't want to have to go through all of the pulling down things off of your social media. It's just exactly. so, it's so hurtful. And I hate seeing that happen to people. Hey, so, um, all right, all right. So she just, she just said exactly what I want to say. I've seen people post, he's the love of my life with two or three different guys in the span of a year or two. And it's just a matter of, sis, what is you doing? Come on. I, I know he, how many of them are the love of your life? You know what I mean? Yeah, or, or even or bro, bro. Or bro, like, like, wh- like you keep posting a different girl. And for one, bro, you could have been dating them serious. You were, you were definitely desiring marriage. And she may have been the one to break it off with you. But when you finally find a woman that you want to marry, and she remembers the six, seven girls that you were posting on your page, you look like a player. When in reality, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Were you a player? No, but it just didn't work out. And then you look, you for lack of better terms, you look foolish because it just looks like you're just jumping to whoever's available at the time. Man, I'm not, you know, making fun of those people that are constantly rushing to post them, but it it shows that sometimes the the in their intentions may be wrong. It shows yeah. that it is a lack of maturity yeah. and patience. And don't get me wrong, I do think that a part of wanting to post this your significant other is you're proud, right? You're proud to be with this person. You're you just want to let the world know you're excited about this new relationship, and that is absolutely okay. But I do feel as though the wisest thing to do would be to wait um, until you know that this is actually going somewhere. And even then, sometimes sometimes people feel as though this is going somewhere, and then boom, you know it ends, and then you have to pull down pictures and it just gets everyone it feels like it's not only you and this person in this relationship social media gets involved right and it it, it just gets messy and it's just it, i just hate seeing it honestly it, it just it breaks my heart like you'll you'll see somebody's contact name in their phone my oxygen with a heart emoji what he's your what bro is your oxygen like you about to die if y'all break up is what you're really telling us you know so it's a matter of be patient wait on God because some people get married quickly. You know, some people, they meet today. Some people get married one month in. We weren't those people, but it's just a matter of, I'm not saying it's impossible. The problem is if you're posting them just because you're official, that shows you're seeking social media's validation because there are millions of happy couples that don't post nothing on their social media. I may post something that is like, man, I am so sick of this. And you may think I'm talking about marriage when in reality, I'm in Walmart's line and I'm sick of how long it is. You know what I mean? You don't, we don't have to post what we're doing or 
about our relationship for validation. Right. So I know you see that cute couple, that, that preaching couple or that traveling couple. They're always in Bali. They're always in Antigua, whatever. I don't know. You, you think, And it's something that you admire. Yes, that's great. And maybe God will bless you with that in the future. But there are some people that are definitely in Bahrain right now on a couple's trip. And we don't even know because they're not posting it. Why? Does that mean they're not happy? No, not everyone needs to post on social media to be happy, you know, so please don't think you need social media to confirm how great your relationship is. Right. Um, but we want to get into our last point and we're staying within these same lines. Keep your issues off of social media. Yeah, we definitely mentioned not to rush to post them, but there are some people that rush to post their nonsense. There are a lot of people that if if I make Safa sad, now Safa's going to be posting Drake lyrics. And it's just a matter of what does that solve? You know what I mean? And it just looks messy if every time you're in a frustrated period, you're quick to bash someone on the Internet. You know, so in today's generation, I believe people are so, so quick to just rush to social media and to blurt out all their emotions and blurt out all their feelings. You know, and it's a matter of you have to think about what's happening when you, you slander and bash people on social media. You don't realize how much of a problem that really is because in reality, you make yourself look bad for treating them less than human. You think yeah. you're, you think you're making, um, no, no, no. You make yourself look bad. I'm sorry. But you think you're bashing them, but it makes you look bad. So now you have people thinking you have a bad attitude or temper and maybe it was them who were in the wrong, but who looks bad? You do. It says, not it says, sorry. You can cause people to resent them as well when God calls us to love and forgive. So there's, um, in Proverbs, is a part that mentions there are 16 God's hate, sevens, you know, which is an abomination. And one of them is sowing discord. And sowing discord is just slander, you know, speaking slander and trying to divide people. And if you're trying to divide God's church and trying to cause people to dislike her with you, or you're trying to cause people to dislike him with you, you're causing division in God's church. And that's just messy. Imagine if a relationship doesn't work out and no one will ever desire to be with you because now they know as soon as y'all break up you want to post read receipts and you want to talk about their mother you want to say something crazy after a breakup learn to deal with conflict in person and in love you don't have to address every issue in your relationship via twitter or facebook there are a lot of times when you may say something and it may feel like you're venting, you know, but it's, it's, it's OK to say certain things, but you just have to be mindful because people on social media don't care that you're struggling. Some of them are happy when they see your drama. Some of them are extremely excited to know, oh, they're not perfect after all. Some people thrive off your misery. Like they say, misery loves company. You know, so it's just a matter of when Safa offends me, you're not going to know. When I offend Safa, you're not going to know, partly because Safa probably just won't post for about six months. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a matter of, all right, we need to get our home in order, you know, before we, we try to put on some fake front on social media or before we start posting stuff that we shouldn't be posting on social media. We need to be trying to work this out as adults because that's how relationships work with communication, right. communicating and understanding, you know, not just hearing what they say, but hearing and understanding and trying to come to, you know, an end with peace, you know, so it's better to win the person than to win the argument, you know, so please don't bring, you know, your issues to Facebook, you know, you need to face your issues, don't don't put them all over social media. Right. Um, I also feel as though um, a way you can practice, I feel like if you post about your relationship on social media, like when you're upset, and you just kind of vent, and you know, you kind of, I don't know, 
either make the other person look bad or you put up a sad song or something uh, it's because you're looking for someone to talk to you want to let that out right um, but at the end of the day the person that you really need to talk to is the person that has offended you or that you've offended so the person that you're with your um, significant other that's what you need to work it out with definitely um, so I feel as though posting things on social media is just kind of an outlet um, so that you don't have to talk to them yeah um, so it, it's best to try and just just figure it out um, before you know before you go ranting and raving on Facebook and, and a way for you to practice that is um, I'm a venter I am. And so I've always journaled my whole life. I have like a million diaries. I do. And I do it till this day. Um, but I practice not to write anything bad in my diaries about Tavares. If we have an argument or anything, I practice because it's kind of like the same thing as social media. And I just practice to try and talk to him about it um, so that, you know, I don't use that that journal as an outlet just to talk um, bad if or, or whatever about him. So I think, yeah, that's a great practice. Just practice trying to speak to the individual when you guys have calmed down or whatever the case may be about mm-hmm. it. That way you don't feel the need to vent because you've already figured it out. You yeah. know, if you do feel the need to vent on social media, maybe you don't need to be on there right now. Avoid it. That way you don't end up putting something crazy on there that yeah. you're going to regret in the future. Yeah. Um, so... We want to mention a couple of verses um, along those lines. Proverbs twenty nine eleven from the NLT says, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. So it's not saying the wise never speak, but the wise hold it back. Know when to speak. It's a matter of timing is everything. You don't, Sometimes you say the right thing and you just say it at the wrong time. You just need to be able to control your emotions first. Right. Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. For anger lodges in the heart of fools. So it's it's the Bible mentions be and another verse says, Be angry and sin not. You know what I mean? So it's, anger is a, a an emotion God gave you. It's nothing wrong with being angry, but it's a matter of not sinning with that anger. It's a matter of not lashing out with that anger. And that's what social media really is. It's an outlet and an outlet not used properly can do tons of damage. You know, so you don't need your your issues on social media. You don't need to, you know, rush to to say too much, you know, so when, when you have your problems, go ahead, communicate like adults, work it out and let's, (laughs) let's work it out as adults, you know, let's not try to do all this extra stuff and let's not cause one another to be upset, you know, just by the things we could have handled, you know, in a mature and in a calm fashion. But um, so I think that's, is that all the points that we had? For- yes, but I just, we just want to say, you know, it's tons of boundaries you can set. Yeah. Um, but we just want to make sure you guys know that we, we're not going to put anything on you, you know, if it isn't biblical, you know, so it's a matter of what works for a self and Tavares may not work for you, right. you know, but, and what works for you may not work for someone else, but it's a matter of you knowing your triggers, you knowing your issues and you knowing how to, to set up a guard. So if you know, if you know you can fall on First Street, you need. To, my pastor would say you need to get on One Hundredth Street. You need to be as far away from that place where you can fall. Don't right. don't try to toe the line. Don't try to figure out how much I can do. It's just a matter of getting as far away from sin because the goal isn't just a matter of avoiding sin. The, the goal is pursuing righteousness. So the closer you can get to God, will be the further you'll be from sin. So the goal isn't always to find out what boundary. Should I not cross? The goal should be how close can we get to God? And that's how we'll, you know, honor God with that relationship. Right. 
Okay, and for those of you who listen to the end, the first five of you to go to godlydating101apparel.com can get your order 50% off. Woohoo! <laughs> but we really appreciate that you all support this podcast and we want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Yeah, the code for that is going to be podcast50. We're going to have another shirt um, dropping, should be next week. They're in the middle of making that for us now. But all you have to do is put in the code PODCAST50 and the first five of you that uses the code. Because just because you're on the website won't mean it's automatically 50% off. Use the code PODCAST50 at checkout and then you'll be able to get that. And um, and as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you wouldn't mind, it. please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, give us five stars. <laughs> yes, please. And a review. If, if you, you don't want to get five stars, just don't. Just don't vote at all. You know, <laughs> give us a nice review. No, we don't do it just because it boosts our ego. It really doesn't. But when people are searching for a new podcast to listen to, the first thing they do is check the reviews. You know, so in order to get the podcast known to other people, you know, as a matter of just you sharing by word of mouth and by giving a good review. So all you have to do is say, awesome job, guys. We appreciate it. And, you know, feel free to send us, you know, more emails or send us direct messages on Instagram. And we'll continue to write down topics from questions that you guys suggest. And we'll go from there. But for those who listen, we really appreciate it. We appreciate the support. We know so many other things you could be doing. We know a lot of you guys only played us because you're washing the dishes right now and you needed something to listen to in the meantime. You know, you maybe you're driving home, your commute, the train ride, whatever. We appreciate it. Yeah, We're we thankful. Do. Thank you guys. And we pray that you guys have a blessed day and stay tuned for the next episode. We love you. I love you. Peace.